ಮಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಾಂದನ ಬ್ರಜಜನಾಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಾಂದನ ಪ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಾಂದನ ಪ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರಾಮ ರಾಮ
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जनवल्लभ गिरिवर भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम् नमस्कृत्या नरम चैवानरोतमम् इविं सरस्वतिं व्यासम् ततो जाय बुद्धिरये नष्ट प्रायिष्व भद्रिष्व नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवती रुत्तमश्लोके भस्तिर भवती नाइष्टिकी विष्णाया वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनायचा नंदगोपाकुमाराया गुविंदाया नमो नमः Reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto One, Chapter Eight, Text Thirty Five. भवेस्मिन् क्लिष्यमानानाम् अविद्या कामकर्मभी श्रवणास्मरणार्हानी परिश्यानितिकेचना भवेस्मिन् क्लिष्यमानानाम् अविद्या कामकर्मभी श्रवणास्मरणार्हानी करिष्यानितिकेचना भवेस्मिन्क्लिष्यमानानाम अविद्या कामकर्मभी श्रवणास्मरणार्हानी करिष्यानितिकेचना 
the factual way of religion is to accept the lord as a supreme authority and thus render service unto him in spontaneous love a living being cannot help but render service because he is constitutionally made for that purpose the only function of the living being is to render service to the lord the lord is great and the living beings are subordinate to him therefore the duty of the living being is just to serve him only unfortunately the illusioned living being out of misunderstanding only become servants of the senses by material desire this desire is called avidya or nascent and out of such desire the living beings make different plans for material enjoyment centered about a perverted sex life he therefore becomes entangled in the chain of birth and death by transmigrating into different bodies on different planets under the direction of the supreme lord unless therefore one is beyond the boundary of this nascent one cannot get free from the threefold miseries of material life that is the law of nature the lord however out of his causeless mercy because he is more merciful to the suffering living beings than they can expect appears before them and renews the principles of devotional service comprised of hearing chanting remembering serving worshiping praying cooperating and surrendering unto him adoption of all the above mentioned items or any one of them can help a conditioned soul get out of the tangle of nuisance and thus become liberated from all material sufferings created by the living being illusion by the external energy this particular type of mercy is bestowed upon the living beings by the lord in the form of lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu nanjana shalakhaya chakshuru militam yena tasmay shri guruve namah श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्टिता ಸಹಗಣಾಘುನಾಥಾನ್ವಿತಾಂಸಜೀವಂತೈತಂಸಾವೂತಂಪರಿಜನಸಹಿತಂಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇ
Krishna. Welcome to today's Shrimad Bhagavatam class. Thank you for joining us today. So, in this section, we are covering the We are covering the most beautiful Kunti Stuti prayers, wherein uh, Kunti Maharani is uh, uh, offering her prayers and glorifying Sri Krishna. And in this particular set of prayers, she is elucidating on the reasons for which Sri Krishna has the unborn Sri Krishna, as we call him Aja. Why is he coming to earth or taking birth in between us? So, and in this particular verse. She is reminding us of the most merciful, munificent nature of Sri Krishna. He is our supreme father and he cannot see us uh, suffering in this manner. And that is the reason, one of the reasons she gives for him to come to earth, to try and re-establish, not to try actually, to re-establish religion so that we can realize our true constitutional position and go back to him away from the material miseries. So that is what she is trying to say in this particular verse. Now, talking about re-establishing the religious principles. So in Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna himself has mentioned, Paritalanaya sadhunam vinashaya chadushkritam dharmasam sthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. So along with other reasons like uh, delivering the pious souls and uh, and highlighting the miscreants, as well as to re-establish the principles of religion, I advent millennium after millennium. So particularly he is mentioning to re-establish the principles of religion, I come again and again. So and what exactly is this religion that we are discussing here, what Sri Krishna is talking about? We have so many religions like, you know, we have Hinduism, and uh, Muslim, Christian. So what exactly is Sri Krishna talking about here? He's talking about Sanatan Dharma, or eternal religion. And what is that? That is the process of surrendering to Sri Krishna through loving devotional services, or in other words, Bhakti Yoga. Now, Krishna, uh, Prabhupada in the purport is very strong on talking about true religion. What, what is true religion? Why is he emphasizing so much on the fact of true religion? That is because today we are in Kali Yuga and Kali Yuga is the age of the cheaters and the cheated as they say. So there are so many people ready to cheat you. So you will find so many gurus and people who are uh, coming up with their own brand of religion. And, and more than them, like there are thousands more who are ready to believe them. We might think like, you know, no, I'm not so dumb. How can I just uh, believe anybody? But you just have to look around you and you'll find so many like Babas and so many Ma's and people who have, who have declared that they are God and you will find lacks of followers for such people. So that, that is the kind of uh, age which we are living in. And so we have to be very particular about what we are following. And that is what uh, Prabhupada is emphasizing on, true religion. True religion is the one which is established by Sri Krishna himself, nothing else. We have to just follow it, just like, you know, um, horses, they have blinders, so that you just look in the front, they don't see here, there, and they don't get misled, or you know, they leave the path and just go otherwise here and there. So that way we have to have blinders, just follow 
Krishna, what is he given that desert? So uh, that was the part about it. So Krishna himself, he says in Bhagavad Gita again, Sarva dharman parityajya maameka sharanam praja aham tvam sarva papebhyu mukshaishyami masucha. Just abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender to me and I will take care of you. I will absorb you of all sins and I'll take care of you. The direct instruction given by Sri Krishna himself. He talks to Arjuna, but in turn he's telling everybody, all of us. And in spite of this, we keep straying here and there. Like we are under the total influence of Maya because we are in the material world. We are in the influence of Kali Yuga. Actually, the DNA of the soul as such, our constitutional position is to serve. We cannot do without serving. We have to serve something or the else. Only what happens in Kali Yuga when we are in Maya is that this desire gets perverted. And instead of serving Krishna, we end up serving something or the other which is not Krishna. The family people like all of us, most of the Gruhastas, we will be serving our spouse, our children, Somebody else must be serving humanity, as they say, serving the nation, the soldiers. So these are all glorious, but without the presence of Krishna, they are all useless. All these services, even you might say the king, oh, the greatest, he is serving Raja, as they say. Raja serves the Praja, he has to serve the kingdom. Even the richest of the person, if you say, you know, what does he have to serve? Still, he serves his senses, sense gratification. Directly or indirectly, we are serving ourselves and sense gratification. And if Krishna is not in the middle, all this is totally futile. It just engages us again and again in the repeated cycle of birth and death. As they say, the threefold miseries, you know, birth, old age and death. We just keep going around in circles, life after life after life, from one body to another. Um, this reminds me of uh, this. Have, have you all seen this Nat Geo series or like BBC World series? Blue Planet, Planet Earth, David Attenborough's narrations and all. It's very beautiful if you see, if you have not seen yet. It's extremely beautiful. They see, uh, they show like, you know, the life forms throughout Earth in every corner of Earth, you know, in the bottom of the ocean, uh, in some volcanoes, volcanic areas. You go to the Arctic, Antarctic, the depths of the Amazon rainforest. And it's amazing if you see the life forms, like uh, you are in awe of Krishna's creation, like unthinkable kind of life forms. Somebody with the eyes in front of them, heart outside, transparent bodies, what not. So, uh, and uh, of course the earth's beauty, Mother Earth's beauty. But after watching a few, you see that there is a recurrent theme in all of these. Hmm? What is it? It is eating, mating, defending. Every part which I have watched, like my son really likes to watch that and we also like to watch it. Like It's the same recurrent theme. All the animals in any corner, you know, even in the depth of the ocean, we might think like what, what is there for them. No, they are still fighting and struggling for eating and um, searching for food and then defending themselves, like defending their territory, defending themselves, like uh, trying to keep from becoming prey, or finding a mate, then defending the mate, then defending your children. It's a struggle. 
at end of it you feel really like wow is this what life is for because this is raw like you know human being we are also like animals without krishna but we are covered like you know we sophisticated we are sophisticated in a way now we cover ourselves nicely we uh, cook our food so it's not so raw so when you see this animal form it's so raw it's like given on stone like this is how it is eating mating defending so without krishna this is how we are and we have to come out of it so and in spite of knowing this what we do is we again and again and again keep doing the same things like chewing the chewed life after life after life like that is where you know we have to come to the point that uh, uh becoming intelligent krishna has given us intelligent uh, the human form of life is the most intelligent and what is the use of this intelligent to try and understand the purpose of our life try and understand the role of krishna and our constitutional position and try to go back and unless we do that we will be going about in circles life after life after life and that is what we have to come out of and coming to the same thing like you know the dangers right now if we see anxiety like even in human life many people say that i am happy what's what's wrong with my life but can anybody be happy forever unless you are a paramhamsa or unless you are taken to krishna you understand what is the motive and then you are fearless apart from that nobody is really happy and this situation right you know right now it's like padam padam yat pi padam natesham ramate budha wise person does not uh, relish in the worldly things because he knows that every point there is danger i might die at any moment something will go wrong and then what happens we don't know that is the thing right now like the last year has been so stressful for all of us isn't it all of us have been touched in some way or other by the pandemic many of us have lost loved ones and it has it has been a leveling ground however rich you might be however intelligent however successful influential at one particular point we were all helpless actually even now we are but in the view of the corona pandemic because there was no cure at one point there were no hospital beds in spite of having lot of money people have died that constant anxiety we are in constant anxiety and uh, in spite of that we keep doing the same but krishna cannot see us in this anxiety he is a supreme father supremely compassionate as prabhupad mentioned he is more merciful on us than probably we ourselves are he wants to get us back somehow or other so what does he do he himself comes to reestablish this principles it happens right uh, you say like out of uh, sight out of mind we forget over a period of time we need remembering like you know and when uh, you have to be like all the time so therefore like krishna also comes time to time millennium after millennium he makes an appearance because otherwise we keep forgetting so and this is very uh, fortunate for us because krishna in his purna uh, purushottam avatar he doesn't come so often i don't uh, remember the exact statistics but we are very fortunate because in this kali yuga when we are there krishna has come like before kali yuga so he comes himself and he establishes this principles again 
He has given us these processes of bhakti, which we call as Navavidha bhakti. Prahlad Maharaj has given in the Srimad Bhagavatam when he is talking. So, what are these nine principles? Somebody would like to say? Yes, Prabhupada. Shavanam. Kirtanam. Vishnu Smaranam. Padasevanam. Archanam. Shavanam Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam Vandanam Dasyam, Sakyam Atmanivedanam. That is listening, chanting, Maranam is remembering, Padasevanam, serving, serving the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Archanam, performing worship, and Vandanam, that is offering prayers, Dasyam, uh, giving menial service like Hanumanji, then uh, Sakyam, friendship. Lord uh, Arjuna was the friend of Lord Krishna and he gave him pleasure in that manner. And Atmanivedanam, that is uh, surrendering everything like Bali Maharaj. So all these principles have been given to us and if you follow even one of them, you are good. So one or any or follow everything. So this is the simple processes which uh, Krishna has mentioned. So you follow all of them, you are good. You can go back. What happens is in Kali Yuga, our consciousness is covered by illusion and maya. And now these processes have the power to clean off this illusion and show us our constitutional position. That is what they do one by one. And that is the reason we are expected to follow them. Now Krishna gave us these instructions. He gave us the instruction to surrender. And he said that you will come back to me. And uh, he said that in Bhagavad Gita around 5,000 years back at the beginning of Kali Yuga or at the end of Prophet Yuga. And after that what has happened? Of course Kali Yuga has invented. And with Kali Yuga, lot of things happen. Like uh, our intelligence goes down, the memory goes down. Uh, overall, like, you know, they say that the fortune also goes down. So all the mixture of all these things, we forget. And it becomes difficult to even follow all of these processes. Slowly and slowly, we start, everything goes down the drain, as they say. And so, Krishna, as the supremely merciful father, he comes again. And this time, he comes in the form of his own devotee, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And... Uh, as Krishna, he told us what to do. And as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he tells us how to do it. He kind of custom builds it for Kali Yuga. And what is this path which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us? It's the Sankirtana movement. He has given us the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So, it is mentioned that Kali Yuga is the ocean of faults. Every possible problem you can think about happens in Kali Yuga. As I said previously, like, you know, our memory diminishes, everything diminishes, age also diminishes. So, it is impossible to follow many of the different processes like Archanam. It, uh, when you are doing deity worship, the standards of deity worship which are uh, mentioned, they are absolutely kind of impossible for us to achieve in this age. Mm -hmm. 
the uh, kind of cleanliness which you are required. Suchi, suchi is something which is uh, kind of missing in Kali Yuga. So it, it is very difficult. But in Kali Yuga, there is one great benediction. What is it? It's like if you just chant the holy names of the Lord, you can go back. Therefore, many, it is said that many sages and um, uh, rishis in the other ages also like, you know, Svargaloka, Maharloka, Tapaloka, they like Kali Yuga, they, they are waiting for it because of this great benediction. They, they know it. They know it. So they kind of, it is said that, you know, they like to come in Kali Yuga for this one benediction. They say that this is something great. It's so easy to go back. So, and Lord uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us this super easy way to go back. As they say that, Kaler Dosha Nidhe Rajan, Asti Reka Mahan Guna, Kirtanad Eva Krishnasya Mukta Sangha Param Rajet. Kali Yuga is an ocean of faults, but there is one opportunity. Just by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, one can be free from contamination of Kali Yuga and return home back to Godhead. There is absolutely no qualification required to chant the holy names of the Lord. Anybody can do it, irrespective of your whatever religion you are following, whatever gender you are, what is your social status. Um, you can actually chant it anywhere. You don't even have to take a bath. Can you imagine this kind of uh, benediction? It's, it's perfect for us in Kali Yuga. And we have got it thanks to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, actually like the actual mantra was supposed to be Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That is the actual mantra. And if you see like uh, when we say uh, prayers, many of our Ganesha Prabhupada must be knowing. We, we chanted in that manner, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. I was always intrigued, like, you know, after coming to ISKCON, I was like, why do we chant this backwards? Why, why do we do it ulta? We have grown up hearing it the other way. Hmm? But to chant mantras also, you need qualification. You need, you know, initiation uh, and uh, special uh, mercy and stuff like that. So we cannot get the benefit by chanting it in the actual way because we are unqualified for it. So what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did is he gave us this mantra in the inverted manner or specifically so that people in Kali Yuga can chant it and get the benediction. So that is the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and it is the great, it is our great fortune that we got it by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. He was the general who spread this Hare Krishna Mahamantra movement or the Sankirtan movement throughout the entire world. Like without him, I don't know how could I ever come to Krishna or ISKCON. It is, it is through ISKCON only that, you know, I got to know all these things and we are doing it. So we are eternally grateful to His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Srila Prabhupada for coming the U.S. for spreading this movement to every corner of the world. So let us all chant together and try to go back to Krishna in this very birth without going through different life forms again and again and again. So with this, I would like to end today. Thank you so much. Please forgive me for any offenses.
and uh, we can discuss some points or comments, anything you would like to say. Prabhuji, according to my limited knowledge, when uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was taking initiation, he whispered in the ears or he came in the dream of his guru. I'm sorry, I'm not probably, we have a lot of August devotees who can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So he whispered in the ears of his Guru Maharaj this mantra as Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And then in turn his Guru Maharaj gave him Diksha with this mantra. He understood the purpose of the Lord. So he initiated Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spread it throughout the world. That is my understanding. Prabhuji, you would like to no, no, say something? I am unqualified to talk about it. I Probably somebody else can elaborate on it. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, it is a fact, like I have read about it and it is known that uh, the mantra was Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That was the original mantra. Oh, I... I can go and check it out, Prabhuji. I don't have, I don't have uh, Shastric references right now. So sorry about that, but... Uh, Sure, Prabhuji, definitely. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, yes. I'll definitely do that, Prabhuji. About the same mantra, basically. In the class, some I don't remember where, but I mean, the Brahmanas at that time, they basically claimed that this mantra cannot be chanted by anyone and everyone. Mahamantra, yeah. So then that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided, okay, I'll just, you know, reverse it. And that way, we are not asking to chant the original mantra, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he invested the same potency, even in the inverted form. So, no. I don't remember, but I heard in one of the classes. I, say, I yeah. mean, similarly, even I have heard it in classes. Yeah, but we as a followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we we follow what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given. So, 
yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. There is definitely Shastik reference, Prabhuji. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But it's it's my mistake that I did not... Uh, right, right. Surely, Prabhuji. I'll get back to you on this. No, just for my own understanding also, I will go into details and try to get the references so that it is beneficial for everybody. Thank you so much for raising this point. Out of the nine processes of devotional service that you mentioned, that we always hear repeatedly are uh, Shravanam and Kirtanam. I, I can't think of how many times I've heard that phrase, hearing and chanting about Krishna. Life's problems can be solved just by hearing and chanting by Krishna. We can develop love of God by hearing and chanting about Krishna. I can get out the database and give you many Shastric direct quotes but I think you, you've already heard them. You're right? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, especially hearing and chanting. So is, does that put hearing, and, is hearing and chanting uh, more important or significant than the other eight, seven processes or of devotional service? Does it, how, does one lead to the other or, or you know what I'm asking? Like, what? In my limited understanding, all the processes are equally important. But in Kali Yuga, it is difficult for us to execute them. In Kali Yuga, it is a recommended Kirtanam is the easiest. And as we have seen that, like, you know, there is a special benediction for Kirtanam in this Kali Yuga. So other processes... Uh, are very difficult. Like, uh, as I said, uh, I, I get the example of Archanam specifically, like deity worship. It's very difficult, the standards which are required. It is difficult for us to follow them in Kali Yoga. Therefore, it gets more and more and more difficult. Like the cleanliness part when you're doing uh, deity worship, even if you're taking bath and all, like the Standards which have been mentioned. Now, I cannot give Shastrik reference. Sorry, Prabhuji. But it has been mentioned like the standards which we need are very, very difficult. And uh, uh, similarly, like other things also. So they are out of bounds for us in a particular way. There might be some Paramhamsas who, who will be able to do all of them. But as a general people like, you know, ordinary souls... Like myself, I wouldn't talk for everybody else. It would be very difficult. So what is easily uh, doable for us is Kirtanam, as it's been told to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course, Kirtanam, Shravanam, Vishnu Smaranam, these seem to be the more accessible ones, in my humble understanding. Maybe you can comment and uh, give some more uh, insight into it, Prabhuji. If anybody else has any point on this, can please. Prabhuji? Mataji? Would like to say something? Yes. 
Have you heard that we should always chant Hare Krishna 24 hours a day? Yeah. You've heard that, okay. Oh, I don't do it 24 hours a day because by mercy of Srila Prabhupada, we have been um, given the, what do we say, concession to chant 16 rounds. Before Srila Prabhupada, how many rounds? You have to say 96 rounds? 64 rounds. That was the injunction. But it is super special mercy of Srila Prabhupada that he gave us the concession. Chant 16 rounds and you are good. So we have to be thankful to him. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> you have Gaudiya Vaishnavas who do 64 rounds and all, but for the normal, as I say, a fallen soul like me, it would have been impossible. So 16 rounds is doable. And it is only by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. Ah, yes. Yes, Prabhuji. Does it, could it mean something else than just chanting Japa? Because when Prabhupada says we should all chant Hare Krishna 24 hours a day, it's uh, included that we all have Jobs. We may have a job that, you know, basically anybody who has a job in the city is probably mm-hmm. is going to spend about uh, nine, ten, maybe twelve hours a day fooling around with that. You know, with eight hours of work, an hour of lunch, an hour of commute each way, and then we have houses. Uh, even if we don't have a big house. Even if we have a small place, it's still there's so much cleaning, there's laundry, right. there's cooking. Right. And if you have children, well, then there's, let's see, if you have one child and you have that much more of that to do, cleaning, washing clothes, then you have to dress the children. The children have to have everything done for them. And then yes. we have uh, other services also. You know, there's, there's deity worship, as you mentioned, there's the... All this, this whole morning program, and then there's going out on book distribution. Ultimately, that's a family business. Everybody should be involved in that somehow, to some extent. So, what does it mean to chant Hare Krishna 24 hours a day while also, you know, doing all those other things? I think it is the, we have to maintain the consciousness, like doubling every activity in Krishna's service. In that way also we are like, um, as you said, like one of the persons, Smaranam, we are remembering Krishna 24 hours a day. So, and it is not like, uh, in, uh, as I say in my humble understanding, it's not like uh, we are consciously remembering Krishna. That's a very high platform. But when we... Uh, follow a particular lifestyle where everything revolves around Krishna. So automatically things revolve around Krishna. That is my understanding. Like At least for me, I, if you say 24 hours, I would not be able to think like, oh, I'm doing this for Krishna. Oh, I'm cooking for Krishna. Cooking for Krishna is still doable. But other things like, you know, if I'm shouting at my kid, I can't think that, okay, I'm doing this for Krishna. So, but... Uh, uh, in other ways, it is like I am trying to make my child Krishna conscious. I am trying to give him a Krishna conscious upbringing. So 
so it is interwoven into the process that's what i see that that is how i interpret it like you know remembering or chanting hari krishna mahamantra 24 hours a day that is my interpretation so you solely focus and consciously try to remember krishna when you are chanting this 16 rounds of mahamantra and rest of the time unconsciously through every activity you serve krishna indirectly dotailing as krishna prabhupad says dotailing your activities around krishna consciousness that is and he has given us the entire way in how to do things that should give us encouragement yes at whatever stage we're at we still are moving in some kind of, we can be moving in some type of progression yes. not that i'm just stuck here and i'm not i'll never be able to <laughs> improve <right? laughs> would like to speak more about it You just spoke about uh, how Krishna is talking in the third canto, uh, third chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Oh no, that's that's surging. Mm-hmm. That Krishna, you know, we're hearing the topmost thing, Sarva Dharma, but then you know, Krishna in his mercy, he's saying, "Well, okay, look, I understand. Maybe this, right now you're not quite ready for that. So just offer the fruits of your activities. If you're not quite ready for that, do some charitable work. You know, he gives a, uh, he kind of like gives gives right. us options." You right. know. Some people say in other traditions, God is, you know, a wrathful and cruel God, and you get you if you mess it up, you're done, you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> But Christian, we know it's not like that. Yeah. So it gives us great, great hope, especially those of us coming from what they call a Judeo-Christian background. Mm. We've got the some scars of a very heavy impression of a God who is very, you know, not so favorably inclined towards, mm. you know, rascal. <laughs> so coming to Krishna. It's such a tremendous relief, you know. I can totally say that for myself. Oh, oh God is really not really like that. You know, smash me! Oh. <laughs> and now that we're here, we've all arrived at the lotus feet of Kama Janji. How much more mercy do we want? <laughs> exactly, that is so true. Yeah. You were talking about Christianity. I had this uh, just a couple days back. I had this experience. Uh, I just remembered. I'm just saying it may not be related. There is this. Uh, lady who came to the restaurant and they were very uh, curious about what is in this room so they just opened the door a wee bit and they're peeking inside and they saw prabhupad and they are curious if he is a real person sitting or so they are discussing about that and uh, they're not ready to come in though uh, and i don't think they glanced towards krishna i mean i just thought that uh, it's krishna at play he doesn't give his mercy to everybody so easily so when they did that then i went outside and you know because they were, she had a little girl they were very curious so i said that why don't you come inside you know you can come in because i thought probably some people think that they are not uh, allowed into the place of worship or something so she she was very apprehensive she didn't want to come and uh, then i was like you know this uh, because she was so curious that's the only reason like i was insisting to just come inside I, i just wanted to make her feel comfortable that you know it's open for everybody and uh, then she finally took off her shoes and she came to the door he opened the door i said yeah come in she was like no but i'm not going to worship him 
I said, no, you don't need to worship him. You don't need to. Just come inside because you're curious. I want to show you. So who is Krishna? Um, is he God? Whom do you worship? She started all these questions. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's Krishna. So she thought I'm saying Christ. So Jesus Christ. So I said, uh, uh, then she asked, you, you, you believe in Christ? I said, yeah, of course I believe in Christ. Oh, so you worship Christ? I said, no, not Christ, Krishna. So, oh, she's, then she's taken aback. And then I said, no. again, she's like, I don't want to worship him. I said, you don't need to worship him. And finally, at the doorstep, she finally told her child, no, 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 Gabriella, just come back. We are not going in that. Oh, Christ, please forgive me. What are you putting me into? And it was like so much fear. She had so much fear in her heart that just by looking at a different God or like in her uh, understanding, she's going to lose her faith. So when you talked about like, you know, being strong and like fearful, I could, I could sense that fear in her that she's going to lose something or she's going to lose her faith just by stepping into this room and looking at my God as, as in her father. Uh, and then I, I just thought that uh, he doesn't come easily to everybody. That was my realization at that time. I mean, she was at the doorstep, and she did not get the mercy. Yeah, that she took it from Kala Chandi, so that was a grace. But, you know, I was just amazed that, you know, somebody's at a doorstep, and she wouldn't look this side. Yes, Somehow or another, after so much time being a devotee, I convinced him and, and the mother to come to the temple. <laughs> and when they came, he, I, I was watching him out of the corner of my eye. He stood for about, it took him about 10 minutes, right? He started breaking in a sweat. <laughs> he was looking at the dish. He started breaking a sweat. And at a certain point, he, he became so agitated, he just had oh. to go out, go outside and okay. smoke cigarettes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to rela- unwind. <laughs> but I took that to mean that, you know, the way, I'm, from my own experience, again, the first time I ate prasadam, the first time I came and saw deity and so many things, mm-hmm. it's like the weight of the sinfulness that we're carrying. It's, it's just such an unbelievable release of a burden that you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Some people will become afraid. They'll run. They don't. They just can't understand. Mm-hmm. Not, I just get their head around it. Yeah. So kind of but you did good, son. I'm glad for you. <laughs> I, you know, what I used to do people like that. I get them to come in. Yeah. I put a cushion down. Everyone have a seat. Everyone have a seat. No, I'm not preaching anything. I mean, come on, come on. Just have a rest. Okay. Have a seat. And the cushion, the curtains closed, right? I yeah. just sit for a few minutes. And I put an instrument in everyone's hand, a tambourine, mm-hmm. something, a drum in somebody's hand. They're looking in that fire. Yeah. And then just at the point, the cur- the car- and the curtain open, right? So they're all standing. <laughs> so I say, all right, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. It's very simple. Just clap your hands. One, two, three. Get them all clapping. And I say, all right, now take your instrument. Ding, ding, ding. Tam- tambourine. Okay. And, and now we're going to sing. I'll say it and teach them the mantra. And this way you get them actually to perform Sankirtan. Mm. People who are just coming out of the restaurant. Right, 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 right. That, that's so there's different ways to get them engaged. Correct, correct, correct. Right. Thank you for sharing. You time, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get her to come in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, think about it. So. When I came out of Christianity, my first time to the temple, 
they just told me that Jesus is the son of God and Krishna is God. So Jesus is the son of Krishna. Yeah, I wanted to say that to her next, but before that she disappeared. <laughs> she was so scared. She was so scared. Because uh, I, I never saw somebody so apprehensive. In, in India, we have such people who would not take prashadam. They would be very scared to even honor prashadam because they would feel like, if I take this, I'm going to break my faith or something is going to happen. So I've seen such people here. So it's a great fear they live in. Like, you know, if, if you trust your faith, if you have faith in your religion, you shouldn't be so fearful. That's my understanding. But I think it's all Krishna's mercy in the end. So, as they say that, Bahunam Janmanam Ante, it takes a lot of uh, lifetimes to come to this stage. It's a privilege, and so again, that that just reinforces my faith that you know, if I have come so far, I, I I don't know how many countless lives I have taken, and what I must have done to come here, some mercy of devotees, I shouldn't let it go. So it's just a reinforcement for me that you know, okay, this is a special mercy, special special uh, benediction for me in this life. Shouldn't let it go waste. That's I just. Children are becoming what could be called like very much Americanized to the extent that um, they may be keeping very nice elaborate temple room, deities, and so many things. Mm -hmm. But the children are never going into the temple room. Rather, they're spending whole time, 7 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, literally playing these computer games. Mm -hmm. Can you give any advice about how that can be? And, and if you try to talk to the parents, they say, oh, no, it's, it's all right. We believe we're very, very liberal. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. how, how would you, how can we change this? And I want to try to work with them. Can anything be done about it? Or we just have to tolerate and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very painful. <laughs> very painful. I, I, I could myself do with some advice here. Mm. Yeah. I could myself do with some advice. But... Uh, I really don't know because unless the parents themselves are following something, it is difficult. So because that is the thing we have. We have young people here. They can they can say like you know, even in India it is a problem right now. It's not just, especially sometimes I feel that people in America, because they're so far from India and their roots, they are more uh, focused or like, you know, they value it more because whenever you are, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder or something like that. So they value it more rather than in India. India, you have like so many temples everywhere. So they don't value it really. It's like, okay, what's the big deal? So. Sometimes when you're away, you are more in tune. So even in India, it's a big problem now. Because uh, unfortunately, uh, the adults also are like, you know, under the name of secularism or whatever. 
they are not attuned to devotional processes and of course they translate to kids but of course our movement is doing great and <laughs> that is the savior i would say if you see the radha gopinath temple or and that's where from uh, that's my uh, the the place from where i came so i can talk about that chaupati uh, radha gopinath temple yeah mumbai so they are doing their best to reach out to all the youth they're doing a great job so probably we need something like that in the us college preaching reaching out to the youth and uh, because the youth is intelligent but only they need the direction and uh, they don't follow things blindly now any longer they need understanding scientific understanding why we are doing once they are convinced they are there we have youth here they he has come all the way from india and still following everything so he's not uh, swayed by the influences of maya us can be very bewildering for people who come from india there's so much of freedom anything and everything you can do here you know in india you have watchful eyes everywhere you have family friends it's difficult once you come to us it's like free who's watching you 24 hours and nobody huh? yeah of course yeah of course he is there <laughs> he is there every time like he is in a heart but uh, we don't see him right so it's very easy in the us to get bewildered and get lost but once you know what is right sure what is the secret how is how is he able to <laughs> yes absolutely just association of devotees that yeah just by you know like um, for anything let's say if we have to go to a party and uh, let's say like in party it's like even if like let's say if um or if i have to give some example let's say if we have to like whatever we do we when we do it in association that makes it much more enjoyable much more relishable so let's say if you have to go to a party when we go to a party and um, not we but like the the people outside when they go for a party uh, they uh, they enjoy more because they are together in an association and in association no one can ex- escape right like when they are together they will uh, hold like they will catch hold of everyone and you know like they will not let go of anyone so similarly for me also i feel that because dallas has good devotee community and yes <laughs> so i think uh, because of that i am able to somehow get um, get carry on or get um the devotees are actually protecting me that's what i would say <laughs> you are trying to not to go <laughs> is that even better he is going to the party but he is not affected so 